You know how for years you've always made a joke about how I'm such a nightmare. It's not right? a joke. It's the truth. Well, for a lot of the things that you say I'm a nightmare about, quote unquote, it's always stuff that like, yeah, it's a little annoying, but a nightmare, meh, you know, like it's it's stuff about me that is definitely, uh, you know, things happen in my life. Like I'm just, things always happen to me. I'm just one of those people that I I get into stuff and you go, oh, you're a nightmare. But it's really nothing that people go, wow, she's a real nightmare. No, you right now, if you left your studio and walked to the bathroom and then yeah. came back, there would be some type of drama just doing that simple task. Right. Yeah. I mean, drama definitely follows me. That's been mm-hmm. my entire life. I always have stories. Something always happens. Something always goes. There's always some deal. But I don't but I've never really thought of myself as a joke. We go, yeah, I'm a nightmare today. Today was the day that I finally said to myself, oh, my God, Anthony's right. I'm a nightmare. <sighs> it was one of those moments where you kind of like go out of your body and you watch yourself and you're like, when did I become that person? Like, I can't believe this is me doing this. And wow, what a nightmare. So I, I'm going to side with you. I, so before I even tell you the story, I know I'm a nightmare now. And this is this is proof positive. This is like the most nightmarish thing. And I agree with you 100% after today. So you know how every once in a while I do background work or TV work like every once in a while, like back in the day, many, many years ago, I did a little acting here and there, nothing much, nothing big, but I still have some of those contacts. Mm -hmm. And once in a while, somebody I know will call me and be like, hey, I'm shooting something. Do you want to come be, you know, a waitress in a restaurant or something like that? And sometimes it's background work. Sometimes it's what they call like a featured non-speaking feature. Everything is shot in your neighborhood. Everything. Everything is right around the corner. Yeah. I went out to take my dogs for a poop yesterday and they stopped me. Like, you can't go any further. They were shooting uh, New Amsterdam, like Mm -hmm. uh, literally in the back of my building. So, yeah, yeah. There's stuff shooting all over the city right now. I mean, everywhere. Movies, television, and it's mostly Netflix. I can't believe how much stuff Netflix is shooting just in my area, I can't even imagine the rest of this. The rest of the city is probably Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that's what they're shooting. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's crazy. Every time I walk by, there's a sign. They put up signs in the area to let you know ahead of time. Listen, on Thursday, this neighborhood's going to be a nightmare because we're shooting Law and Order or we're mm-hmm. shooting The Equalizer or Power. Everything is shooting right now because it's all coming back for new seasons in September. Mm-hmm. So I said yes to this thing. Because it's friends of mine. I figured it'd be fun. Um, It was like a featured thing where I was playing like a role. You know, I wasn't just like, I wasn't just, I've done things where I just walk around the background. You're just a pedestrian on a street. You know, they pay you to walk back and forth at the window of a pizza place. Mm -hmm. Great. Give me, give me a check. No, this was a thing. Like I was actually on camera and I did a thing. So here's the thing. I haven't done it in so long. And the way they handle it is this. They let you know the night before what time you have to be there. And there's a website you go to. And I kept going to the website and refreshing it and refreshing it. And it it wasn't coming up with a time. And it was like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what if my call time is 4 a.m.? I'm going to get three hours of sleep. This is ridiculous. 
So um, I'm already like a little uh, about the whole situation. Yeah, I'm already technology based. It already started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already in a place where I'm like, no, no, I might not. This is my, I might have made a mistake here. So I find out that I'm shooting outside and I look at the temperature and you know me, I don't do well in the heat at all. I'm not a hot weather person. Like give me the winter all day long. I keep the windows open in the winter. I don't even, I don't even own a jacket. I just go out in the winter in like a sweater. I'm the, I'm the person walking around in shorts Mm -hmm. in like 12 below weather that people go, look at this asshole. That's me. I'm that asshole. So I see that it's going to be 86 degrees in New York today and mm-hmm. 92% humidity. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be awful being outside and all, all the things that I'm doing today are all outdoors. But I figured, you know what? They put you in a holding area. They put you in like an area where there's water and there's food and there's a bathroom and it's indoors and you're there most of the day. I'm like, it'll be air conditioned in there. It'll be fantastic. So I say, yes, I'll be in, in air conditioning all day. I'll walk out for 15 minutes. I'll do my part and I'll go back inside in the air conditioning and have a sandwich. So I show up at this place where mm-hmm. they're doing, it's called a holding area. I show up at this holding area and it is not air conditioned. It is a big, giant, old building. And I walk in, I say, hi, I'm here, Cooper Lawrence. They check my name off. And before they... I, they even say like, hello. They say, we know it's really hot. We've requested fans. We're hoping they come up with fans in time. And I was like, how hot could it be? Anthony, I walked into this room. It was this big old building. It's like it's like a building that used to be some kind of private club or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the windows wouldn't even one little window opened. The windows wouldn't even open. It was a big giant room. It was it must have been 90 degrees in there. I could I literally walked in and started sweating immediately. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't do this. I can't spend. It's not worth it for me to spend the day in this room where it's this hot and then go outside where it's even hotter and then come back in where it's really hot. Like, I'm not doing this. So I go to the woman that signed me and I said, <laughs> listen, I think I'm not going to stay. <laughs> and she was like, what? I said, you know, it's it's really hot in here. I, I can't I, as of right now, I'm already like getting nauseous. I feel really I feel too hot. Like I, I'm really uncomfortable and then I'm going to go outside where it's uncomfortable and then I can't even come in and cool off in the air conditioning. Like I just I feel like I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm going to go. And she's like, no, no, no you, you can't leave. We have nobody to replace you. You can't just leave. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I, I, I just I can't sit here. So they bring in a little tiny fan mm-hmm. it, the, the room that I'm in. I'm not even exaggerating. It was like 3000 square feet. It was like a, it was like a ballroom. They bring in a little tiny fan and they're like, we're going to put this in the window. Why don't you sit near it? (laughs) So I get a call from my friend who said, I heard from the whoever coordinator that you're leaving. I was like, no, I'm not like storming out or anything. Well, they said that you said that you don't want to work in the heat that it's too hot outside and you don't want to be outside. I'm like, no, I want to be outside where it's only 86 degrees. I don't want to be inside where it's 100 degrees. So she's calling the coordinator. The coordinator's <laughs> coming over to me. My phone is ringing. They're going back and forth about all of this. And at that moment, I was like, wow, I'm a nightmare. Because everybody else was like, wow, it's really hot in here. This is uncomfortable. And they just like took off a layer. But I was like, 
you don't bring us water. There's no water. This 3000 square feet is a little tiny fan. So the woman says to me, listen, you're only going to be in, in, in here like five more minutes. We're going to put an outfit on you. We're going to put you in wardrobe and we're going to stick you right, right on the set. You're going right to set in the next couple of minutes. So I agreed to stay. And actually, I feel like an asshole now because I'm glad I did. I made a really big deal about how hot it was in there. When I left to go to the set, mm-hmm. I came back for two seconds to use the bathroom, get a bottle of water and change my outfit for the next scene. And then I went back outside and then I went home. So I made the biggest deal. And I was I'm telling you, honestly, I must have been in that big hot room all of 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Maybe 20 tops. So I left. Anthony's right. I'm a nightmare. I'm that person. I made the biggest deal out of that. You know, I got to tell you, if I was a regular actor or I was on sets on a regular basis, I would have known that the holding area is just literally a place for you to leave your shit and then they take you somewhere. I didn't, how am I supposed to? I'm not an actor. I don't know how these things work. But yeah, I made a very big deal out of, I made the whole thing such a nightmare. And the, was there anybody else in the holding room upset? They were upset, but they were complaining to each other. Nobody was like, I'm leaving right. because they all knew they, they all knew that they weren't going to be staying there long. Cause I asked some of the people there, I was like, do you do this a lot? Like, Oh yeah, I did this yesterday. I did this tomorrow. I got two sh- shoots tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So they do. That's just like what they do full time. I didn't realize that between day player featured stuff, background and stand in it's a whole category and there's a whole there's like a group of people actors who instead of they don't they're not getting acting work right now some of them are auditioning oh but i will tell you this i thought i was a nightmare i met my match today no yeah no No, i'm okay i'm a nightmare i met a bitch today i met a woman today who was such a bitch that I, I was thinking to myself, like, how do I live with myself being such a complainer and a nightmare? Then I met somebody else and I thought, how does she live with herself being like such a huge bitch? I mean, she didn't even know me. Here's what happened. So they bring me to set and um, the scene is I'm playing the role of a, a reporter. Mm-hmm. And there was another woman there who was I didn't know who she was. I don't I don't really know the show. It's something I really watch. I thought maybe she was an actor on the show. She was acting like she was bossing everybody around. Um, There's a guy that holds the camera. And then there's a second guy that stands behind the guy that holds the camera and moves everybody out of the way. So the camera guy can just move naturally. Mm -hmm. I don't know what these people are called. A camera guy and move out of the way camera guy guy. You know, so the move out of the way camera guy guy said to me, your so-and-so's friend, why don't you move closer to the main actor where you're supposed to be up there anyway and, you know, put yourself right in the middle. Mm. I didn't, you know, I don't know what to do. I've never done this before. I mean, I've done it before, but not like, not this kind of thing. So I was like, okay, cool. So the actor comes down the stairs and the camera guy just nudges me in my bottom, my back a little bit, like, go ahead, move. So he pushes me right towards the main actor And I do my reporter thing with the main actor guy and they yell cut. And this woman turned around and goes, I don't think you should be pushing your way up to the front like that. I was like, excuse me. 
She goes, first of all, you're going to get hit in the head with the camera. Mm-hmm. Like you're short. They're not going to see you. You should stay in the back where they don't where they can't see you. <laughs> so the the guy, the camera guy guy turns around and says, first of all, I put her there. Second of all, she's here to be on camera. She's not here to be standing mm-hmm. 20 feet away. That's why she's here to be on the camera. And that woman, she starts giving him the business. So I'm thinking maybe she works here. Maybe she works on the show. Maybe she's like a regular person. Maybe maybe she owns the production. Co- I don't know. She was acting like she was really a bitch. Like she and every time they yelled action, she would she was really tall. She would stand right in front of me and kind of like get in my way. And then the camera guy guy would push her out of the way and push me forward because mm-hmm. a I'm shorter and B I'm there to play a role. Right. She's there. To, she's there to literally just be in the background and she's not being in the background. See, there's a difference. You are not a bitch. Well, to some people, you're just a nightmare. And the way I right. say that is because you went somewhere today. So I guarantee from the time you left your apartment to the time you got there, some type of drama happened. Something happened. It, it, it You can't do one simple thing without it being a thing everything's drama yeah everything is a thing so that it that's why you're a nightmare you can't go to your closet and get a pair of shoes out of your closet without without the whole closet falling down on me yeah i would laugh every time i would be in my bedroom and i would hear you in your bedroom getting something out of the closet because i would count down five four three two one here comes the the cursing. Fuck! God damn it! Oh fuck, man! And I'm like, yeah. she's not even out of her room, and there's right. drama. <laughs> you can't take a shower and get out of the shower without it being drama, right? And without like the, the shower, the tub is flooding, or I've slipped on the floor, or my towel has holes in it, or something. So you're not a bitch like that. No, you're, I'm not a bitch. You yeah. just there's a lot when people deal with you. It was amazing that she had the balls to talk to the camera guy guy like that. It's like the camera guy guy is like, first of all, he's in a union and he works here. This is his job. You're just here for the day as a background actor. What are you doing bossing people around? So so he he got back into it with her. They, they were getting into it back and forth. And she goes, I'm not here to be a star. I'm just here to collect a paycheck. And he was like, don't worry. No one's going to put you on a camera. You're, you won't you won't become a star. You're good. Yeah. Th- I don't know what what's up with people nowadays. It's just it's like the airlines now are cutting out alcohol on the airlines because they just can't deal with it anymore. People can't drink and not cause a fight. Oh, so maybe she was drunk. No, it's just people <laughs> just have so much anger right now that you can't even deal in public. Well, I think I have found this is why I tend not to do these jobs. I only do it when I have a friend involved or somebody has said, hey, why don't you come? We'll hang out afterwards, that kind of thing. That's the only time I do it because I have found that the kind of people that do background work and um, stand in work and these day player things, they fall into one of two categories. They fall into either people like me that have a job and a life and something else and they're there just because it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not their world. It's not their life. 
The other half are people who always wanted to be actors or are still trying to be actors. And the best they can get is stand in work for $182 a day, you know, on the set of The Equalizer. Like that's the best they can do. So they make it like it's really important. I'm I'm on set today. I'm working today. Hmm. And my favorite thing that they do is my favorite thing. When they sit and talk to each other, they talk to each other like they're big stars. Like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to see, I think I'm doing Woody on Monday. Are you doing mm-hmm. Woody? Are you going to be on Woody's film? Yeah, you know, I, I got two days on Woody's film. Kind of oh, that's film cool. Next week, I'm doing that. Right, exactly. Know. It's like, you know, yeah, um, you know, so Clooney is shooting this thing on Thursday. And I don't know, I said I would do it, but now I'm thinking, you know, maybe Marty Scorsese is the better. Mo- but, they, you know, they talk, they're literally, their mm-hmm. job is to sit in a restaurant behind the star. So you, you only see the back of their heads. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't even like see them. They, they're not when you watch a movie, you're not watching the people walking around. Oh, and here's my other favorite thing. So the next scene I did, they had me with this girl who was she was very nice. She was not a nightmare in the she was a nightmare in her own way, but not not in the bitchy way. Mm-hmm. She was very concerned that she didn't have the right shade lipstick on and that maybe because it was hot out that her eyeshadow was running. Mm-hmm. So she kept like pulling out her mirror and fixing it or asking me like which shade of lipstick. And I want to say to her, bitch, you are walking back and forth on a street like uh, like a thousand feet away from a camera. No one can even see you have lipstick on. Mm-hmm. They can't even see you have a face. <laughs> <laughs> like there's nobody watching you. There's nobody looking and going, well, you know, I really did enjoy this season of power, but I, it was ruined by that one woman whose eyeshadow was like all the way down to her cheek. And these people have about five years left before they're replaced by CGI. So yeah, <laughs> they could just put people in there. Put, I'm put telling 10 you more people mm-hmm. in that scene. Yep. I know these and they're such and I've seen them before be like such divas like, okay, come on, we got to go to set. I'm not leaving. I need to go to the bathroom. I need a cup of coffee. You need to. I'm not ready to go yet. You can't just come in here and what you are here to go to set. That is a reason. That's a sole reason why you're here. You you want to have people that complain that it's hot. You mean those people? Well, no, that's okay. So (laughs) complaining that you didn't get your coffee yet Mm -hmm. when you're supposed to be working is very Mm -hmm. different than, listen, I was upset. I was like, how do you, this is a major production company. I mean, I know what they're worth because of my friend that works there. I know how much money they have. I know what a huge company this is. Mm -hmm. You can't put us somewhere with air conditioning when it's 86 degrees out with a real reef, real feel of 95. You can't put us, you can't find us a place with air conditioning. And then the biggest fuck you was as we were walking to set, we walked through one of these in New York City. We have these where it's like a public space, but it's indoors and there's always a Starbucks there. Mm-hmm. So we walked through the public space where the Starbucks is fully air conditioned. Oh, no, you can't even go in there. It's like, wait a minute. Why am I hanging out in this stupid old building with you assholes when I can be in this public <laughs> space where the air could like if you need me, come get me across the street. I'll be in the air conditioning. Give me a pager that vibrates when you need me. I'll be right over here. Oh, speaking of that, do you know what they have now? OK, here's the last thing I'll say about it. Then we can move on. Sorry, I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> so they have this new thing now. I don't know what it's called. It's a bracelet. And on the bracelet is I guess it's programmed in such a way. It's a, it's like a digital bracelet. If you are within six feet of somebody else, 
it starts, the lights start flashing or it starts vibrating depending on how they've set it. Because mm-hmm. to, to keep social distance. Brilliant. So, so as part of the union rules to keep people away from each other when they're not working, when they're not on set, they, they have these bracelets that you wear that beep if you're if somebody is is within six feet of you oh i love that how do i get that i want I know, that I in like, my life <laughs> when they're like can you give that back i was like no <laughs> no i do i not want to give it back i'd like to give them to everybody on the planet we should all have these that needs to be an app on your apple watch i love that i know it's brilliant i've always had a bubble around me where i don't want people in that bubble yeah so i need this how do i buy this get me this now it only works if other people are wearing it. You can walk around where on you it would just be a bracelet. <laughs> you need you need other people to be wearing it. That's the idea. Oh, so you got to wear the same thing. Yeah. When you walk in, they give them to everybody. Everybody gets one. I love. So can you see it on camera? Uh, no. So when you go to camera, when, when you go to the set, they take that bracelet or they deactivate them, whatever. And then um, what's interesting is they do a couple of rehearsals. And then when they're ready to shoot, they say, masks off, everybody. Uh, so the and then everybody takes off. their mask off. But I have to say, it was the only environment in a long time that I felt safe with strangers because everybody there had been COVID tested. Uh, not yesterday, but the day before. Mm-hmm. And we got, we got our results back. And everyone there is vaccinated. You have to show proof of vaccination and you have to get and you have to get a COVID test. And you're outside. So all the things that would make it a safe environment, mm. you know, and, and you really, it was only like one situation that I was like kind of in a crowd of people, but I was behind everybody. So if they were coughing or talking, they were coughing or talking that way and not towards me. 